0: This is the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. Acta non verba. Welcome back to another episode of the BR Podcast. Today I have Cody Carter on. Uh, He just wrote for BR recently and a really great article. Uh, Great to have you, Cody.
1: Thanks, man. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: So we'll uh, we'll start off with introductions since we we're just getting to know each other and um mutual friend of ours Scott and Jerry they introduced us and you came over and wrote for BR which that was a hit and awesome you got a wonderful facebook following I, i'm not big over there so <laughs> that i i watched those numbers climb and i was like oh
1: okay Cody's on facebook <laughs> yeah that's that's kind of where i hang out at this point
0: so well, well, you have a pretty solid fan base over there because it looked like they came over and read some stuff.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I really didn't think that that many people would be interested in have you know hearing what I had to say or, or reading you know my thoughts. So that was really humbling.
0: Cool. Did you get some comments on Facebook?
1: Yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot of support.
0: Cool. Yeah. I probably, I, I, I'm sort of on Facebook. I should wander over there and, and poke my nose in sometimes. So,
1: yeah, uh, I can't promise that the grass is going to be greener over there. No, nah. uh, You know, it, it's <laughs> nice to, you know, change the watering holes every once in a while.
0: I, I agree. Yeah. So, and then we'll, we'll already, I don't know when this episode's coming to Scott's, but you've recently joined Rolling Rock. That how that come about? Did they twist your arm? Because I know you guys are all in BJJ together. Yeah,
1: man. One of them had me in a heel hook. The other one had me in a Kimura. And uh, they just, they said, look, this is happening. Either you join or we break your limbs. So, um, no, man, it was just one of those things that they asked me if I wanted to be a guest. So I came on once uh, and we had a really, really great conversation. And then did another short episode, had another great conversation. And, you know, I really like those guys, you know, we've become really, really good friends. And I just thought like, Hey, I've got some, you know, just some thoughts that maybe you guys could do this for the channel, or maybe we could do this to help build the school. And one thing led to another and they just said, Hey, since you've got these ideas and we like hanging out with you, why don't you just become a permanent member of the podcast? So I've, i humbly accepted
0: that. That's awesome. So yeah. That'll be good to hear you over there. So yeah, and then maybe you'll keep the two of them in line, or you're gonna rile them up.
1: Man, I'm. Uh, they they say that I am the moral compass, but I also like to take the take the spoon and stir the pot sometimes <laughs> as well. So uh, I think it'll be any given day. It could be any one of us, you know, stirring it up a little bit. It,
0: yeah, we'll just get Jerry ranting, and I'll sit back and chuckle.
1: It doesn't take much.
0: No, no, it doesn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, a warm breeze hits Jerry, and he's he's down to rant.
0: <laughs> I I could see that. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah I'm pretty- but, he, but he's got stuff worth listening to you know what i mean he, he's got right. things worth listening to so i enjoy when he when he gets up on the soapbox and he takes off you know i like sitting back and just listen to see where he's going to go with it
0: yeah he's had some depth you can tell tell he th- he has thought things through and it's yeah. all just bubbling right there to come out so yeah well let, let, let's switch back around a little bit what got you into bjj
1: so I used to be a competitive uh mixed martial arts fighter. Uh years ago, uh when I was a little bit younger, I I was very very active in that scene and I really liked fighting and so I was less into BJJ than I was let's you know the Muay Thai and the boxing. Uh but it's part of the game. So it's if you want to excel there's you just can't avoid it. And uh, so it was kind of a means to an end back then. Um, but when I decided I no longer wanted to go pro, kind of stepped away from martial arts altogether for a while, Um, I I just missed fighting so much. It was really hard for me to train without getting that itch to compete again. Uh, But as my, I have two daughters and a son now, and as my oldest daughter, you know, she's, she's nine now. And I was just, Trying to find something for us to do together, you know, something I could introduce her into, and then my youngest daughter, and then my oldest or my son. And that just seemed like the way to go. So I tried introducing it to her a while back, a couple years ago, and it didn't really take for whatever reason. You know, they say there's a time and place for everything. Right. So it didn't take back then. And I asked her if she wanted to give it another go. She said yes. Uh, this time, Scott and Jerry were there. They were actually helping teach kids class. So they helped roll out the red carpet and made it a very enjoyable experience for her.
0: Let's just add in their same mentality so I, I can see how that works well.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so she, after the class, she walks off the mat, comes right up to me and says, I have to do this again. And we've been going back ever since. And now I help teach the kids class Um pretty pretty neck deep in the sport i just don't ever see me walking away because back then like i said it was really just a hey i'm gonna do this just so i can compete in fighting but now i've adopted the philosophy of it and uh it's one of those things it's like hey you walk into a bar and there's a guy doing jiu-jitsu and the guy says well how do you know because he doesn't shut the hell up about it <laughs> it's it's one of those things like it's got its hooks in me pretty deep good yeah.
0: Well and in having um one of your kids involved adds that extra dimension. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Because, you know, because you want to support them and then if you're doing it along with them and helping them. Now it's how old's your next kid?
1: She is five. five. She will be six in April and she's chomping at the bit. She can't stand being left at home while we're at class. <laughs> so yeah.
0: okay. So there is a little bit of an age limit in there. I wasn't. Yep.
1: Okay. Yeah. They, they like to see, you know, not all schools, but our school it's, a, you know, it's right about six, you know, different kids are ready cognitively at different levels. You know, there's a, there's a, a bit of attention, you know, you have to have some sort of a, a you know, an attention span capacity and that element. Um, and then there's some motor skill that comes into play You know, they don't have to walk in, you know, and be a savant or anything, right. But, you know, if, if they just can't focus at all, then it becomes a distraction for the other kids a little bit. Right. About six is where he'll start trying them out.
0: Okay. That's good to know. I I never even thought about on the younger age, you know, we just say kids and you don't really think about that. Well, that's cool then. So not only are you hooked into it for your own benefit, You got your oldest hooked into it. The next one's chomping at the bit. That just means your son at some point is going to be like, yeah, I want to do this too.
1: Oh yeah. Or he's going to be getting up, beat up by his sisters constantly. So he's, he's got to do it. And uh, I think he's going to be about it. He is a month and five days old today.
0: Oh, so he's a real young man.
1: Oh yeah. He's real little, but yesterday he actually rolled over uh, on his own. He was laying on his stomach and he rolled over from his stomach to his back. So he's already showing, you know, some advanced abilities, at least when it comes to his motor skills and and strength and things like that. So I'm really excited to see what comes of it.
0: it. Now, is the wife getting involved or is she just a support and cheerleader?
1: She is 100% supportive, not overly interested in participation.
0: (laughs) So is she just walking around with a bag of medical supplies for in between matches and things and just Uh, patch people together?
1: Man, uh, she never missed a single one of my fights. She was at every single fight. She watched me uh, get stitched up one time. You know, she's always been there. But when it comes to jujitsu, it's a little, little less likely. I mean, yeah, you could catch a headbutt or maybe an accidental elbow and get and get popped open. But uh, you know, for the most part, she doesn't have to worry a whole lot about that.
0: That well, that's good. But she's so. got
1: our backs to no end.
0: So she's just she's got the cheerleader in mode, and yes. she's good,
1: yeah there you go hey,
0: there's a lot of guys that are wishing they had a cheerleader to cheer them all on, so
1: oh dude i've I' am blessed, I don't know what I did to deserve this woman, but <laughs> she is my best friend in the entire world, you know uh there's a lot of give and take that goes into that, but you know she she's very supportive uh but She also knows there are certain things that I need to do for my mental health, my physical well-being. There are just certain activities that I need to participate in that make me a better version of myself. And after years of being together, she's been able to identify like, hey, if he does X, Y, Z, then I get the absolute best of him here. Versus if he's not doing these things, then, yeah, he's here. But, you know, he's, he's not as happy as he could be or not getting the best version of him, which is really awesome.
0: Awesome, so yeah. you've put the work in, and she recognizes that that yeah. that right there is an awesome thing, yeah, so so uh, uh, you don't look that old to me, so are you guys like high school sweethearts or met shortly after
1: uh something like that, so we've known each other since we were in seventh and eighth grade okay uh, so i'm thirty two she's thirty one we our birthdays are both in January, so about to hit another tick uh we lived in the same neighborhood. And so we've known each other a long time. I ended up, uh, we went to the same high school for a little while. I ended up going to a different high school for a a couple of different reasons. And then, so I didn't see her for a little while. And then I had graduated high school. So I was 19 at the time. She was in her senior year and, uh, we actually ran into each other at the Charlottesville mall one day I was there with my dad and my brother and she walked up to me and I'm rarely at a loss for words, but I hadn't seen her in a while, man. And, uh, the food court was absolutely full. (laughs) I'm kind of posted up with my dad and my brother, just jamming out on these Chick-fil-A nuggets. And she walks up and I just, Hey Cody. And I look up and my jaw dropped barbecue sauce, just (laughs) all down my shirt, man. I just, I felt like such a buffoon. Um, but you know we kind of reconnected from there and a few months later we were hanging out and shortly after we were dating we've been together ever since that's awesome yeah
0: that that's good to hear in working and happy you know we'll skip my side but i you hear so much you know divorce and destruction and frustration it's good to hear the other side you know <laughs> um i i got another fred we're going to be talking about some of that stuff coming up in another podcast but it's like yeah, it's just refreshing. See people, you can win. And I was talking to another buddy today, and he met a gal, and I'm like, "Sounds good." You know, you may have found uh, found that gal that that you're looking for instead of one of the crazy ones. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> There's yeah. plenty of them out there, but it, it. But that's that's good to hear. Thank you. And then three kids, you, yeah. you know, you're doing good. That's yeah, that that is. That's awesome. You got that. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I'm lost it. It's uh, yeah. Gone. I had it there. It was on the tip of the tongue. Give me a synonym. There we go. It'll come back to me. No, All you're right. doing good. Thank you. So what other hobbies and other things you get into? Besides, when when you're when you're not wrestling, every kid, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like strength and conditioning training. Uh, you know that's a big thing. I'm really really into, uh, like Olympic type lifts. You know the the big compound movements. You know I'm not the guy that's like, oh, how much do you bench? I'm I'm a buck seventy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm never gonna have the biggest bench in the room, but I'm a big proponent of like, okay, you might be able to be really strong for five or ten seconds but how long can you be strong you know what i mean if it, if it goes down how long can i count on you how long are you good for you know what i mean can you fight off an assailant for 15 seconds and then you're done you know what i mean or can you know can you uh hang in there like you know rocky balboa fighting apollo creed you know can you just keep getting up and getting up and getting up so i'm a big advocate of being strong and having stamina over a long period of time, mm-hmm. you know, I might not be stronger than you, but I promise you I'm I'm going to outlast you. I'm going to wear you down and, you know, I can keep getting up. Can you? Um, so I really like to do things that complement my jujitsu, you know, hobbies. I like spending time with my family. You know, you know, if that's coloring with my kids, going on walks, um, letting them drive my truck illegally so they, <laughs> they can learn to drive. Um in a safe you
0: know, environment.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, of yeah. Always, you know, out out on backcountry roads, private right. land, you know, good stuff like that.
0: Exactly. Um, not you know, 80 mile an hour down the highway or anything. No, or no, no
1: with the windows down, no seat belts, you know, and they got a you know, they got a pack of Marlboro cigarettes and you know, a Budweiser in the center console. Yeah, no, none of that. None of that. Um <laughs> But, yeah, I like hanging out with my family. You know, I'm very, very family-oriented. My dad and I are extremely close. Uh, My brother and I are as close as, you know, any two brothers. I have a little sister. Um, You know, really anything that I can do with my family that they enjoy doing. I really like doing mud runs as well. Okay, I was going to ask if you
0: did any Spartan races or mud runs or anything. I love them. So.
1: Yeah, so anything active, man, anything that gets me going uh, you know, stimulates my mind and my body simultaneously. I'm all about it.
0: So, you know, and I saw a picture with you dancing in the rain with your kids. So uh, you're working on that connection. Yeah. That's, that's always good. Yeah. Mine had me out. We got this thing for Christmas and it's called spike ball and tell me about that. It's, uh I, I don't I it's uh, I think you need more people, but it's pretty entertaining between the two of us. It's you slam this ball into a net and it's bounce and you're supposed to play volleyball or whatever. And, and good up here in Illinois. It's like the wind's blowing today. We've had mm-hmm. snow flurries all day. It's one of the coldest days of November. And Ooh. he's like, You want to go outside and play? And I'm like, All right. We're standing out there, and he's 14, so yeah he's in his sandals or slip-ons because oh. you know that's 14 years old right he's got a hoodie on and yeah. he's sitting there shivering going I'm not cold I have my winter car heart on I have my winter hat on I'm sitting there going <laughs> I'm cold we play for like 10 minutes I'm like I'm done but this, yeah. this the wind's picking up I'm yeah. getting old I can't hey, handle this cold like I used I'll to flow, I'll
1: throw in the flag first brother you don't <laughs> have to I'm good i'm gonna opt out so it's
0: always yeah but little stuff like that he's always getting me out he wants to play with me on the nastiest weather days because he's bored
1: ah gotcha
0: you know no buddies want to come out and play so dad come on
1: Uh, yeah people are built different i mean i remember when i was 14 years old uh you know i had a trampoline and my buddy and I there was a couple of us but it was you know two or three of us in particular I mean literally it could have like snowed and iced you know the the night before and I'd go out there we'd take some snow scrapers and we would scrape the ice off the trampoline and we would go out there be 12 degrees outside and we're out jumping on the trampoline in the backyard and my mom would time us in increments and she would say look I know that you like cannot be out there more than this amount of time or your feet are literally going to like start to freeze. So she'd let us go out there for blocks of time and then make us come in. But you don't, I don't know. I hate to be that guy. That's like, oh they're soft. You know what I mean? The, the, right. the generation before me or after me they, you know, whatever. I, I hate to be that guy, but I feel like there's some truth to it.
0: There is, um, my son is working to prove all those generational theories wrong. Just same thing. I played out in the rain. I played out in the cold twenties, thirties, worked out in it. You know, I've been a tradesman. So the weather, and I think that's part of it. I'm getting old enough that I'm, I want to say I'm wiser because it sounds better that I don't need to stand out in the cold and freeze. Like I did in my youth. Yeah. That's that's what I want to say.
1: But well, you're like, <laughs> uh, with wisdom comes value, right? So you're also a little more valuable now so you don't necessarily have to do some of the stuff that required you to be out there when you were younger.
0: Exactly. That's what we're going to go with. Yeah, we'll so, take it.
1: But and on
0: the same token, I like going for a walk every day. Yeah. Well, I got my walk in already today. The wind wasn't as bad, but I still go for my walk in unless it's raining when I leave temperature and other things don't hold me back from getting my my walk in in the park or something so i get it it's just yeah it's mind over matter it's good for you
1: that that's a big big thing um scott and jerry and i have talked about that you know where does some of this this fragileness or softness or whatever lack of mental fortitude where does it come from and one of the things we talked about in the most recent podcast was they've grown up with less adversity you know sure. i mean they've had they've had less probably had less struggle than any generation in history if i had to take a guess i mean they have more opportunities you know than any other generation they have access to information you know they have had really no wars In their generation, you know, so there's just been everything's been available to them, you know, there's nothing they've really had to want or struggle for unless they had a terrible home life, you know, I mean, that's, that's a completely different matter. But when you haven't had to go through any struggle, you don't really know how to push your limits. You know what I mean? They're all capable of way more than they know, but they've just not been put in a situation where they had to really test that and and find out what they're capable of. So they just fold a little faster.
0: Right. I, this was several years ago now, but it it sticks out in my mind. And I was listening to another podcast and the guy was talking about one of the things that kids are soft now is parents won't let them do anything. And one of those things being letting them play with sticks, <laughs> you know. And he was talking about sword fighting and da 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 da, and it's going yeah. on. And I had to laugh because at right at that, I'm listening to this, watching it, like right where I'm sitting, and I look out my window my boys out with two of the neighbor kids and they're swinging big ass sticks at each other and i'm watching them and you see one get whacked and and one started crying he ran home the other two are like whatever and they're still going at it and i'm like yeah this guy's not talking about my kid and i'm not that dad you know it's uh, i i'm the dad that it's like hey you look like when you went over to that little bump, you tried to get some air with your bike. I was, you want to build a ramp? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's me. It's like, let's do it. So. Yeah.
1: I, uh, I'm with you on that. I mean, my kids, you know, I got two little girls and there's the show they really like called miraculous. Um, so there's like superheroes and one of them's got one weapon. One of them's got another. And that's what we do. We'll go get some sticks. And I'm just like, Hey, just be mindful of how hard you swing it. And remember, if you swing it hard at her, I'm not going to say anything when she swings it hard back. So just keep that in mind because I'm not going to get in the middle of it. But I try to look at myself as like a instead of a blockade, I try to look at myself as a filter. Um, You know, you, you can't let them be exposed to everything in life all at once, you know, and I try to serve as that that filter that gets a little thinner as they get older and older and older. You know what I mean? As, as they're younger, I have this really thick filter that protects them and keeps them from being exposed to a lot of things. And then I've got to gradually ease off and ease off and ease off. And I'm probably never going to get that timing exactly right. But I just, I recognize from a young age because I have some cousins that, you know, um, this is not to speak ill on anyone's beliefs, you know, because I have my my beliefs in the Lord. Um, But they were like hardcore Jehovah's Witnesses and they were not allowed to do anything, really. They couldn't play sports. They couldn't hang out with anybody that wasn't a Jehovah's Witness. They could never really be alone with their friends. You know what I mean? They never really could do anything. And the second these kids turned 18 and could get out from under the thumb. I mean, one of them. Anyway, I don't have to go down there, but they all went wild. I mean, it was like they didn't know what to do with themselves. They just they didn't know how to handle this newfound freedom, and it got them in a lot of trouble. And I don't want my kids to turn out that way.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's like a bit of controlled chaos. Yes, exactly. You gotta let them experiment stuff and kind of well, and then let them go up to the edge. And then pull them back. Say, see, yep. that's where the edge is. Yeah. And, and was well, the edge always there? No. The edge moves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, it, my boy likes to go fishing. And that was one of the big things, you know, around the ponds and stuff when he was smaller, I had to watch him closer. Yeah. Now we're to the point and he's tall enough. If he falls in, he can stand up. Yeah. Most of the places we fish. And and it's like one and he can swim and everything. And it's one of those things. It's like, no, it's nice. It's just, I can go sit on one side and he can wander around. Yeah. And and it's just let him grow in little stuff. Um, I'll talk to guys and it's like, my boy rides his bike all over the village. Because he can, you know, people are cognant of it. Where a lot of people won't even let their kids ride their bicycle outside the driveway or something.
1: And yeah, that's a maybe. It's having little girls versus, you know, maybe if I had two sons their age, maybe I would feel differently. Like I'll let mine go up and down the street, you know. But we live on a cul de sac, you know what I mean? There's one way and one way out of our street. But that's something that I do struggle with as far as like when we go out to a store, like if we're at Walmart or Target or something, I don't like letting them out of my sight. Um, I know I'm probably a little overprotective in that manner.
0: I would say no, because they're girls. Yeah. You know, someone will listen to this and go, well, well, that's not equality. Well, you're right. It's not because girls and boys are different. And yeah. uh, Yeah. But part of that comes with teaching them how to take care of themselves. And that's what I'm trying to I'm do. Trying to do. You know, and, and now he's like 14. So it's yeah. like when he was like 9 and 10, he had to stick to the local streets. Yep. And then as he got older, he could ride farther. I yep. mean, I still... He's crossed it a couple of times, but I got a pretty busy highway and I'm like, no, you can't go to the old side of town because I don't want you crossing that because yeah. we've had people get hit. So he still has that barrier of, yeah, I know you're smart enough, but yeah. I just don't want to have to think about it.
1: <laughs> well, and this is going to sound arrogant and, you know, but when we bring up the term equality, there's no level of equality between what I'm capable of doing to someone and what most people are capable of doing to me. And I I realize there are people out there that could stomp a mud hole in my ass and walk it dry. I mean, I am very much aware of that, but it's going to take an above average person to be able to do that. And if, if I'm out in a store, I've seen videos of people not staged they get cameras, security camera footage where literally people are so brazen. They will literally walk up a child, be just barely out of arm's reach and grab them and try to take them away. Right. And I'll see the parents grab the child and get in this shoving or like tug of war match. And I'm thinking, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm going to grab you by the throat and I'm going to rip your jugular out. And I really don't want my children to see that. But like, I'm going to put my fingers and touch your brain through your eyeballs. Like I know I'm sounding, I know I'm not a violent person. Right. I'm a very relaxed, happy go lucky person. But when it comes to my daughters, like that's my sole responsibility. Like if you touch my children, you have signed the waiver. You've signed your own death warrant, whether you know it or not, you just picked the wrong one. That right. that's You know, you're not going to point the finger at me and say that I did this. I did that. No bitch. You picked the wrong one. And now you're going to pay the price for it. And you might pay with, you might be willing to kill, to kidnap a kid, but are you willing to die to protect one? I don't right. think you are. And if you're not ready to match me on that level, I'm going to kill you. I mean, that, that's all there is to it with my bare hands. And, and unless there's somebody there to stop me.
0: Right. And I, I think the level that you're talking about is, those are all the level-headed guys that don't do stuff you know, the, the guys that could stomp you are the ones that are, well, I don't need to do that. Right. You know, they've earned the respect and this and that, and they're, they're the protectors in the world. Yeah. They're, they're not the bad, you know, that's what I've seen because yeah. And yep. You you need that mentality for little girls. Yeah. Now watch we're, we're talking this we'll have to talk in like 10 years when your boy's like 10, 11 years old you'll be like, remember that conversation? You know where my boy's at right now? And you're going to be like, you don't know, do you?
1: Nope, I sure um, don't. I, don't. <laughs> yeah, I, told, I know where he told me he was going to be, but I don't know where he's at.
0: It's, yeah. You know, yeah. And, I, and I think there is about that, but because um, I, I encourage mine to explore. But another thing I've built in somewhat, I won't say safeguards but i've gotten to know people in the village i know my neighbors right he he can't go far without me hearing something or if i do have to look for him i can tap into a couple of networks and i can usually find him or where he's at pretty quickly
1: well that's the whole it takes a village to raise a child mentality right i mean that's how it used to be like you could only get away with so much because people were always keeping an eye out for you. You know, it was an understood thing. Hey, you look out for mine. I'll look out for yours. I mean, I remember one of my best friends uh, from years and years ago, we've been close since we were five. We're not as close now, but if he came to my house and acted up, or if I went to his and acted up, it was understood between both of our mothers, you handle it. I don't even need to know about it. You know what I mean? Like you handle your business, you handle it. Like you would handle it with your own child. And you know, that, that's just how it was. It was an understanding.
0: Right. And th- I think that's missing a lot. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I have that understanding with some in my neighborhood and, and, and I went searching for it. So it's not like it just fell the place. It's like, right. I'm trying to re what I had when I was little. Exactly. And improve upon it if I can. Yeah. So, and yeah. <sighs> It's challenge. I, it's one of those challenges because I talk to it, it's. I, I I live outside of a somewhat busy city, but I'm more in farmland. I got cornfields around me and everything else, so I, I'm in in a nice little village in that sense. In talking to city folk, it's you know big cities Chicago, New York, L A. And you talk about some of this stuff, and they're like, "Man, the freedoms you guys have," and I'm like. And then I go travel up there. I'm doing drops in the big cities and I look around and I go, yeah, it's a different world,
1: you know? It's for me, it's nice to visit, but it's not something I, it's just, I'm not wired up to be there. there, It's not in my DNA. You know, (laughs) I I like people, but I am very much a part of that. Like Southern hospitality, you know, Scott actually explained it to me one time that there's like a gene that's specific to people like And not just right in our silo area, but like the whole Southern hospitality thing. Like it's a real, it's a real thing. And apparently we also hold grudges really bad because of that as well. And I just, you know, the way they will talk to each other sometimes, and it's just their way of communicating, like where I'm from, if you say some of that stuff, it's not, you know, people are, it's just not going to end well. It's just not okay. Right. You're just built different.
0: Yes. And that's where, as vast as our country is, there's still there's still cultural differences.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would so, agree very much. So,
0: I I have a good old Midwestern mentality. I'm hard pressed to leave it, and when I go to other places, yeah. But it's w- what I've noticed about Midwesterners is they can move around easier, I think, than Southern boys. When you say move around. Like we could, we could go like fit comfortably inside of a city yeah, and no one would ever even know we were really, you know, country boys, or we can flip a route and go work on the farm and everyone's like, oh, you grew up on, because we have a mixture of both. It's like a lot of Midwestern kids did the farm stuff and then they visit family in the city. So we got like a little bit, so uh, lack of better word, we have common sense for both. Uh, You want to say hi? There we go. We got one of the. Is this the oldest?
1: This is my youngest. Or my youngest
0: girl. Youngest girl.
1: Hi, Mr. Nathan. How are you? Good.
0: So I got two guests on
1: here today. All right. right. I'll be done in just a little bit. Okay. Okay. All right. Go help mama. It's okay. All right. Love you guys.
0: That was our uh, quick intermission
1: of fun. <laughs> yep, that was Alana.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Yeah. But uh, you were saying moving around from one spot to another.
0: Move, moving around. So, so, you you know, you take the country guys and they'll come up to the city and you can tell they're still country guys. Yeah. You know, straight up. Or you take a city slicker and you put them down in the deep south. and. And they're just, they can't adapt, you know, there it's, it's too much, but then you take a guy that's Midwest and and they're like, yeah, I've done a little of this and a little of that and you can somewhat fit in. So it's one of the things I've noticed in my travels. Yeah.
1: Huh. It's interesting. I've never really, I don't know. I, uh, I've spent some time, you know, I've got some family down in Florida. So, you know, I've been to kind of like South Florida, uh, a little bit. I've been to Maryland, don't like Maryland. No disrespect. I don't like. I don't like Maryland. Um, you know, smaller cities, college towns, Harrisonburg. You know where JMU is and Charlottesville. You know, I do stuff like that for work. I'm in those areas a lot. But as far as, you know, I've never been to Chicago. I've never been to New York. Right. I've never, I never, never been to those areas.
0: You're not missing much. Yes, yeah, really.
1: Right <laughs> What I hear. I'd like to go visit. I'd like to be able to say that I went, but I just, like I said, there just doesn't feel like there's anything in my DNA that's wired up for those kinds of areas.
0: I, I hear you. I, I can spend a certain amount of time and it drains me. So, and then it's like, I need my woods. Uh, I'll go. And then it's like, all right, I want to go. I want to go play in the woods now.
1: Yeah, I need to, I need to climb a mountain for a little <laughs> while and re recharge, which there's a lot of those around here. If you ever come to the area, I'm sure we could take you to a few, uh, a few Mountains. cool takes.
0: Yes. That that sounds like fun. So, oh, well now I was perusing your IG. We'll, 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 we'll take a hard left here. Okay. We're, are you a knife maker or playing with knives or was that a hobby for a bit?
1: it was a hobby for a bit um and i enjoyed it uh i think it served its its purpose for a time i think i was kind of in a i don't want to say a lost place but you know the the guy you you're interacting with and getting to know now you know comes out on the other side of of some hard stuff um and i think there was a time where i was just looking for something i didn't know what i was looking for was and, this
0: before bjj then
1: uh before my most recent stunt. stand stand
0: yeah. yes yeah. Before the- so
1: yeah so i've okay. been in bjj and Stanton for easing up on a year now
0: right. um
1: and i think after i stopped fighting i think i was looking for for something for a while you know uh i used to have a you know years ago i had a pretty good relationship with God. And then I kind of lost that for a little while. Um, I've struggled a lot with like depression and anxiety. Uh, we lost our first child. Uh, he was a little boy. His name was Cameron. Uh, so our old, our, our youngest son is Roman Cameron Thomas Carter. Our first born was a little boy named Cameron. And he passed away when he was two months old. Um, he never left the NICU. We were with him every day. So, you know, we talk about what struggle will turn you into. Well, I I've, I've found, struggle found me very young. Uh, we were uh, 21, 20, 21 years old. You know, we were still kids. Um, so that had a profound effect on me that I think I kind of put it in a box and never really let myself deal with it in some ways, because for me, it was like, I don't want to hurt this bad anymore. So instead of trying to process it, I compartmentalized it and I put it away. But what started to happen over the years was because I wouldn't let myself feel those emotions, it started to kind of limit my spectrum to feel anything. You know what I mean? So I think I was looking for some sort of fulfillment um, outside of my family. You know what I mean? I was trying to fill some sort of void. And so I dabbled uh, I dabbled in knife making for a little while. And I think it served its purpose for its time. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was something at first I just did for me. And then it got to the point where I started having people like, hey, would you make me one? How much would you charge me to make me one? How much would you charge me to make me one? And then it became it wasn't. it wasn't a release anymore. It was just one more,
0: more more job. job. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And I've still got the stuff. I just, I don't do it anymore.
0: That's something that to hang on to when your boy gets old enough and he's ready to play with sharp objects. It's like, let's pull this box out.
1: Yeah. Let's make, let's make something.
0: Yeah. Yep. Let's make you your first knife. Yeah. Then we can teach you how to whittle and, and then we'll show your sisters how to use band-aids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Who so, though? Mother would kill me. Oh, it'll happen. I'll just warn you now. It's coming. It's gonna happen. But yeah. um, I walked out the other day. He's in the drawer where we keep all the band aids and stuff. I'm like, what happened? Oh, I got a little cut. <laughs> what? I got I got a little cut. Or well, how bad? I just need a band aid. I'm just fine what i'm just just we're doing something yeah. <laughs> i'm like okay he went and cut his hand or something or whatever he's in there taping himself up cleaning blood everywhere it's like
1: oh that's that's the little one i mean i'll walk into the kitchen because we keep our block knives on top of the refrigerator. Well, she's discovered she, I mean, she's a climber, you know what I mean? So I would walk down the stairs one day, I look in the kitchen and she's standing on the counter with this big knife. I mean, like she's got something that she needs to open. That's like this big. And of course she gets the biggest <laughs> knife. she find. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, what, what, what are you doing? And I'm trying not to overreact. Cause I don't want her to freak out and drop it or fall or whatever, but right. yeah, that's her. Uh, she's the one that'll get the scissors and just cut her hair. Cause she wants to, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Like you see how her sh- hair is now. Yes. Well, that's a byproduct of she took her hair, but instead of cutting all of it, she cut some right here and cut some right here. And what? it took us like a day or a day and a half to realize that she had done it because she didn't do it around all of it. So huh? she's sitting on my wife's lap and she leans forward and we just see the hair just hanging right well, here. Well, It was
0: bothering her or something. Well,
1: we said, why, why did you do that? And, uh, what y'all doing <laughs> they sorry. heard talking sorry um and I said what are you doing and she said i just wanted my hair to look like mommy's and so <laughs> that was either the truth or she was smart enough to know like hey if i say this i be okay <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so yeah that's, that's i'm that's right awesome. with you yeah they're they're i have little girls but they're the type of little girls it's like hey they come out of their room they want to know what daddy thinks about their hair and their outfit and then after they get the seal of approval all bets are off. It's, there we go. They're in the trees, they're rolling around the dirt and the rocks, they're playing in the <laughs> Um, you know, that that's just that's just them. So they're they're pretty wide open and and I love it. They're not Good. really dainty.
0: So th- they can be feminine when they need to. And then they can go have fun.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Best of both worlds.
1: Yes. Yeah. I tried to, uh, from the time they were little, I decided that I was never going to allow them, you know, I don't know. I don't know that I know exactly what the definition of a feminist is, (laughs) but I made the decision that I'm never going to let anyone put it in their head that they're not allowed to do certain things or they're not capable of doing, you know, like if they want to pick up a football and they want to go play football, they can go play football. You know what I mean? If they want to go do that, if, if they want to paint and do whatever, they want to do artistic stuff. If if they want to brush their hair, you know, or if they want to go, you know, get in the mud pile and, you know, dip their head in the sand, whatever, you know, they can, they can do all that crap. I don't care. You know, let, let them, I have found that the more you try to, uh, smash out what someone is allowed to do the more they gravitate towards those things that you're trying to not let them do so it's like you let them make them feel like that they're allowed to do within reason any of that stuff and then they'll start to naturally ga- gravitate towards what they want to do
0: right you, you you already have that innate ability of right wrong good bad or however you want to do it and it's yeah. it's letting that grow
1: exactly fostering it yes yeah I don't want to I don't want to turn them into who I want them to be I mean I I heard somewhere a long time ago like don't if you want to have a lifelong relationship with your kids don't let them turn into someone that you don't like so I do believe in that but I also don't believe in making them who I want them to be but trying to foster who they naturally are which think you've got a pretty good pulse on who a kid is by the time they're about seven you know Mm -hmm. you you, you, i think you really see what's there and then it's just fostering all that
0: yep you're more of a guide teaching them the rights and wrongs and how to do and and um improve upon it yeah here's the steps to get to where you want you want to do this here's the steps to do it exactly so yeah, we we go through steps. We have our mantras around here, and you know, it's like I'll be like moderation, <laughs> you know. But it, yeah. but but then I'll hear him saying that to one of his buddies. Yeah, we got to practice moderation, or we won't have all the cookies for all night long. You know, it's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah, it's thinking in. He doesn't let me think
1: see it, but yeah. So, yeah, one of the ones we've drilled into them is Carters don't quit. There we go yeah yeah and they've you know they've done little kids mud runs and stuff like that and my wife did one with alana the one you just saw and i I don't know if i had to work or i don't know i wasn't running with her i feel like i was there but i wasn't running and uh she said you'd be so proud of your daughter and i said why she said because she started breathing a little heavy and getting a little tired and she said and then all of a sudden i just hear this little voice going carters don't quit carters (laughs) don't quit and she just she just kept on chugging and uh i was very proud of that
0: good deal yeah you're doing well
1: as a father i appreciate that thank you i was actually thinking about writing my next article about uh, i was thinking about titling it they call me dad but i feel like i've i'm gonna end up covering everything that i would have put in the article on here so i might have to i might have to oh. shit something else
0: no no well you get people that listen to this you get people that like to read so yeah. no that's a you could turn around and use this for part of the article
1: yeah might do that there we go yeah
0: so see what else you have to say all right but no i think we're good we've hit a lot and um well, let's see, depending on when these coming out, I'll be hooking up with you here in a couple of more days I'm over on rolling rock with you, Jerry and Scott. That'll be fun.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Was, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about or any other questions you had or anything that we didn't hit on that you had in mind?
0: Not for this one. I, I okay. think we're good for this one. We'll, we'll right. let it flow. And I, I know you'll be coming back. So yeah.
1: Whenever you have me,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll have another, we'll have a round two and we'll, we'll hit it off some more off some of our other co- uh, conversations. Right. Looking forward to it, brother. All right. So, uh, and uh, the end note, where are some places we can find you at,
1: uh, face, I don't have a super strong social media presence, but, uh, I'm Cody Carter on Facebook. It's a picture of me. I'm in a gray t-shirt and a smoking hot, girl in a red dress with dark hair uh do not try to slide in her dms or i will find you um and then i'm on twitter i just changed my twitter name to something far less generic because uh, somebody in the um the barbarian reddit group was like okay so he's got no picture he's got a, a weird name and he has no bio like <laughs> okay brother scott i'm gonna i'm gonna add him based on your recommendation but uh can, can, can you recommend he work on that a little bit? Um, (laughs) that would be a Joseph.
0: Yeah. I am uh,
1: I am Mr. Cody Carter on Twitter and then on IG, I believe it's Cody Carter. Yep. Cody Carter, five, eight, nine. All right.
0: Well, thank you, Cody. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be going at this again. All
1: right, man. Look forward to you. Have a blessed night.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. I hope it's given you something to think about in your own quest to develop a barbarian mindset. Because it's with this mindset that you'll find the skills, strength, attitude, will, and endurance to see things through and live within the civilization and still be a barbarian. We appreciate your feedback. We especially appreciate those who have been supporting the podcast. That's the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast on our website, on Anchor FM, and on Spotify. You can find the show notes on the blog or anchor.fm slash barbarian rhetoric. If the podcast has been helpful to you, please let us know. You can do this by checking into the Apple Podcast app, give us five stars, and leaving us a short review. This will help us get our message out in front of many more people. You can also talk to us on social media and let us know what you are thinking about or how this has helped you. On Twitter, I am at Steel Janz. That's S-T-E-E-L-J-A-N-Z. And I'm also on Instagram, at Barbarian Rhetoric. There's also a couple other things you need to check out. One is the Barbarian Rhetoric blog. And of course, our newsletter. There's a pop-up, which you'll see as soon as you land on the blog. Thanks for listening. And always remember to be a barbarian in a civilized world. An apex predator.